Hi, welcome to Naughty Cast. I'm Nancy Merriman, but my friends call me Naughty, and I'm your host for this official podcast of OurDolls.net. This is Naughty, and you are listening to Naughty Cast, but you knew that already. So, here I am, Naughty, with Teresa Burke and Kristen Larson. Yes, and we're so excited for this podcast. And as you know, we're here to discuss things like news and people and all kinds of stuff. So, we're going to start out with the news. Hi, I'm Paul Windmill, and I'm the operator for Pleasantville. I get to take everybody's calls. And I'm going to fill you guys in on what the latest news stories in Pleasantville and on the rdolls.net website are. Thanks for joining me for the latest news from Pleasantville. See you next time. Hey there, everybody. This is Pleasantville operator Paul Windmill, and I'm here today with some Pleasantville news that, of course, I get all the news because I answer all the phone calls in Pleasantville. Uh, Probably the most exciting thing that happened was, like, on Christmas Day, this humongous bear wandering into town square, and it was the weirdest thing ever because I didn't even know that Pleasantville had animals this huge. Anyway, so the bear was going to attack all the Pleasantville residents, but um, Anders Larson came out and hit it on the head with an anvil, and uh, Kaya Atonmai tried to shoot it with some arrows, but um, accounts say she tripped over her moccasin or something, and so that didn't quite work out. But Anders Larson kind of took care of it, and he's still recovering from all his injuries. What did you guys think about this? Teresa, what did you think about a bear in Town Square? Well, I was very frightened. I, I mean, to have something that big and that, well, just dangerous wandering around in town square, that's that's very scary. Yeah, but you were fine because your house is kind of out of town. Yes, but I was so worried about Uncle Anders. Who? Uh, um, Anders Larson. Uh-huh. Okay, Nan, what did you think? Oh, I'm just bummered that I missed the whole thing. You see... When when big things like this happen in town, these are these are the kind of momentous things that you want to at least, even if they're scary, you want to be there. You want to be in on the action and see what's going on rather than not knowing. You see, I was stuck stuffing a goose for Christmas dinner <laughs> and missing out on the action. See, I'm looking at utensils instead of this epic scene that was happening downtown. Somebody should have told me about it beforehand. I did tell you about it right after. That's, that doesn't help. Well, how was I supposed to tell you about it before? I don't know. That's your problem. Okay, so anyway, bear attack in Pleasantville, and we'll hear more about that from Susie. She got some interviews of it. Um, oh, Kirsten, hi. I almost <laughs> forgot about you. Um, so, how's your dad doing after he defeated the bear? My dad's doing just great. Uh, he's, you know... Josefina sort of helped him out, and he had all these um, packages of remedies on in his arms and, like, cut remedies all over his face, and so you couldn't see him for a while. 
But he's doing better. I mean, he said good morning to Pater the other day. So he, he's oh, good. He's great. He's talking again, huh? Yeah, he's doing just great. Uh. I do hope he gets better. Oh, he'll get better. Oh. He's having a good time. He doesn't have to work and everything. But he's been oh. out for like two months because he got the flu first. And then he still had the flu when he fought the bear. And now... Oh. And look. Well, yeah. I'll just have to oh, package no. up with chocolate and send it on over to him. That'll do the That'll trick. That'll do the trick for sure. Okay, sweet. Anyway, so next, uh, Suzanne, Crystal, and Sonya have all left for the Netherlands because they heard something about the Netherlands being, like, the hot place to go. Teresa, you're, you're kind of fashionable. What do you know about this? Oh, well, you see, it was in the Pleasantville Lady. Um, it said that everything Dutch is going to be in fashion very soon. And so I believe that the trio suddenly had an urge of just going and flying off to the Netherlands. And I think it is very fashionable. And I'm sure they are enjoying themselves immensely. What so. I think is weird about that is why couldn't they just take on a trip on up to the Larsons? Yeah, I know. Geez, everything we have is like Dutch and German and stuff. We're like the most fashionable family in town right now. And <laughs> nobody knows it. And yet they have to go fly off to a different country. When well, it's they would never fly. admit that we're actually <laughs> more fashionable than they are right now just because things went Dutch. I mean, look at this apron that I'm wearing. It has, like, flowers and stuff on it. That's Dutch. Yeah. I should get me one of them. <laughs> okay. Did you hear my eyes roll in my head? Well, they did. Almost. Okay, also, proper school lessons started up again. I bet you're excited about that, Nancy. <laughs> yeah, proper school is great. We're learning all about the... Um, do's and don'ts for dinner parties. Uh, what are a couple of them, Teresha? The don'ts. <laughs> well, when you are, um, eating soup, you must take a little soup of soup in it, and then you <laughs> may, you may have a little bit, but do not slurp. And then yeah, you, yeah. Not, you must not gesticulate with your hands. Well, with especially with utensils in them, because that might yes. seem a little, uh, Offensive if you're brandishing well, a knife around in somebody's face while you're talking to them. If you're around, silverware could be quite dangerous at a dinner party, mm -hmm. and it could not make a very good impression if you are dining with someone very important. You know, another thing is you're not really supposed to comment on other people's bad behavior. That's something cool. a couple people in this town could learn, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Have you ever had to try to have dinner with my Aunt Lily? Oh, wait. She's, She's your mom. my mama. <laughs> Okay, never mind. Hey, am I allowed to gesticulate with my hands if I have beef shish kebabs in my hands? That would be a complete and utter don't. Probably not. So what if you stuck one of the shish kebabs in someone's eye? Uh, How did you come up with that mental image? Because that's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to have nightmares. Did you exactly know that was? why you shouldn't do it. There was actually somebody who went to the Chinese restaurant and, um stepped on a chopstick that was on the ground and it had to be washed to the uh oh. the, the doctor but oh, no. it's all fine now <laughs> oh, okay and now i'll be more careful with my silverware silverware your woodware yeah whatever whatever chopsticks are called okay so and then another big news thing is hey we got a podcast That is big news. That's the biggest news in a century. Okay, so, a uh, little 
on the doll website some new things. Oh man, man, this stuff is boring. Why do you want to talk about new doll dresses on the website? Because some people like this stuff. I mean, Twizzy, you like dresses, right? Oh yes, I would love to get myself a new dress, of course. I mean, I like dresses, I just don't like showing them. So I don't mind showing it to you guys as long as I don't have to make the dresses myself. I can appreciate other people's hard work as long as I don't have to do it. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you guys see something excited about it. Moving on, Suzanne Wicken has quit her job at Lavender Fox's mansion. Oh, my. And this has gotten John Wicken very angry. And we'll hear some very angry clips of John Wicken that uh, Susie got with her handy recorder. Yeah, so anyway, that's the top news for this week. Yeah. Thank Come you. again, Chum Day. When there's more news, we'll see you again. Bye, y'all. Thanks for joining me for the latest news from Pleasantville. See you next time. Hi, this is Susanna Wilson with the Pleasantville Gazette. I'm going to bring you sound clips from my various interviews with people in Pleasantville after important events. My first interview is from the bear attack, which happened on Christmas Day, 2008. The following is a clip of Crystal Purr on what she saw during this disaster. We were just witness to a very interesting event in Town Square. Can you tell me where you were when this happened? I was enjoying a nice Christmas evening. I was about to go and have supper at my friend Suzanne's house, but we were upstairs in my house looking at the presents we received for Christmas when we looked outside the window and there was a horrible fight going what are you looking at? Nothing, keep going. There's a horrible fight go horrible fight going on outside my window. This is what Laura Larson had to say at her cabin outside of town. Oh, Veritech? Well, all I know about it, I was just, you know, sitting here with Anders sitting down for a glass of Glenlivet Nadura 16-year single malt whiskey when we heard this huge growl coming from outside. And, you know, of course we knew it was a bear. It was very, very loud. And I looked outside because I wanted to tell them to be quiet when I saw a humongous Shot from the window a couple times, but that wasn't quite enough, so we had to go on after it, and I didn't see anything from then on. I think the first thing that my eyes beheld was the bear, because it happens to be about as tall as the bank, and as wide as the post office, and it was very clumsy. It was lumbering around like a great big bag of oats, and it was making a lot of roaring sounds. These figures were Anders Larsen and Kaya Atonmai, as later noted by Alexandra Chen of Bamboo Terrace. I've been working at my restaurant here. Um, I had a couple of people waiting in line here, and I was just about to let them into my restaurant when I, too, noticed this bear come into Town Square with um, Mr. Larson and Kaya running behind it. Um, all I could do was stand here and watch as the, uh, the events unfolded. There was also the Indian... And she had a bow and arrows, and she was shooting them, too. But then, she dropped them. I don't know what she was thinking of. 
Later, I got an exclusive interview with Kaya Atonmai, and she told me her version of events. Kaya, what do you have there in front of you? Arms? No, it's a big white animal. Oh, that's kind of wolf. Kaya, why weren't you able to kill the bear? I lost my arrows, and they fell in the snow, and there's a snow drift that got stuck in the ice, and they pulled them out, and by that time, Mr. Larson was crushed in his claws, and I tried to get back, but I didn't really make it because I tripped over my moccasin, which was on height. And who would you say really killed the wolf? Was it Mr. Merriman or Mr. Montoya? Uh, neither. It was me. Oh, and what's that story, Kaya? Oh, well, I just stayed in town square and killed it like that. Boom! I see. Thank you. So who would you say is the real hero of this story? To me, I think the real hero, there are two of them, and they are Anders Larson and Kaya Ashenmaier. First, because Anders really pretty much single-handedly fought off the bear since Kaya lost her her um, weapons near the beginning of the battle. However, other reports told us that Andrews Larson was not doing very well after his encounter with the bear. He Later, I asked Mrs. Larson how Mr. Larson was doing after his attack. He's doing just fine. He's resting up and his couple little scrapes are being healed by Josefina, our resident healer, doing a great job. So you would say he would recover from this attack? I'm positive he will. That was Mrs. Larson speaking from her cabin right outside of Town Square. Some other people that saw the bear attack didn't quite believe that it was true, including Allison McCann, who thought that it was just a scene being filmed from a movie. Awesome, man. Because, like, I was just, like, standing here looking at my, like, menu. And, oh my gosh. And I don't know where the TV crew is, but I know they're out there. Because why else would they be shooting this scene? But the guy still hasn't gotten out of the suit of the bear, you know? So, okay, anyway. Thank you. My second report today is a small sound clip that I managed to retrieve after Suzanne Wicken quit her job and John Wicken was furious with her. This is Susanna Wilson with the Pleasantville Gazette, and it is January 9th, 2009. We're hearing very strange noises come from the Wicken household right now. It sounds like Mr. Wicken is having a tantrum of some sort. I'm about to try and figure out what is going on. Suzanne Wicken declined to comment on her husband's strange mood. Why can't she speak with the press right now? Because I'm having a dinner party. Can't I go anywhere in peace? Oh, no, darling. I just realized that our dinner party got ruined. Again? Nancy Merriman and Clara Montoya ruined our first three dinner parties. Yes. And now John has gone and ruined this one. Awful, John. I know. I can't believe he threw such a tantrum when you... Alexandra Chen was working as a waitress during Suzanne and Crystal's dinner party, and she thought that she could tell me why Mr. Wicken was so angry. I think it might be something about, like, Suzanne saying she was going to quit her job. I think that was it. She was saying something about that during the dinner, dinner party, and so he probably just didn't like that. Next, I tried to get an interview with John Wicken, but he was not in any mood to talk. Can I get an interview? Down with the convent! <laughs> yeah. 
joining me for this week's Suzy's News. I hope to bring you all of the freshest interviews and the latest breaking news from Pleasantville. Once again, I am Susanna Wilson. Good day. All right, so our, our main discussion for this week's podcast we're going to begin a section where we pick a character from Pleasantville and we're just going to go in detail in talking about them and what makes them who they are and try and see some reasoning behind the way they act sometimes. Mm. Um, especially in the case of this week's study, who is Suzanne Wicking. And everybody always talks about Suzanne, which I'm sure she likes. But that's because she always talks about everybody else, and not always in a very nice way. She actually grew up in Italy. Now, what I don't understand is why she never uh, speaks Italian, if you grew up in Italy, you know? But it might kind of explain why she likes cooking so much. What do you guys think? Well, um, just because you grew up in Italy doesn't mean you naturally like to cook, like... You know, somebody growing up in Ireland doesn't naturally like dancing. But did she, like, did she have family members that cooked? Um, I have a feeling that her mommy probably made dinner for her. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, her family probably knew how to cook. Otherwise, she probably ate out a lot. Um, so, does anybody know why she likes cooking so much? Probably because it gives her a chance to sing. Why doesn't she sing in concerts or something? Oh, I'm sure she used to in She did used day. to. I think she was quite a big diva opera star thing. Suzanne sang in operas? Yeah. That's actually how she met John, was they were singing in an opera together. Okay, See, for those guys who don't know, John Wicken is Suzanne's husband. Yeah, so John is German and Suzanne is Italian. So Suzanne sang Italian opera and John is a singer too, See. And he sang German opera, and so I guess one of them switched over to the other language, and they sang an opera together. Well, Nan, opera singers know how to speak or to sing in different languages. Like, if you're an opera singer, you have to be able to sing in, like, German, Italian, um, what was the other one? Like, French sometimes, occasionally. Yeah. But mostly German and Italian, and then some operas are in English, but not very many. So, so what's th- an American opera sound like? Weird. Hi, hey, now where's your American pride, Kirsten? I'm just telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they met singing this opera and then got married or something like that, and they have two kids. Uh, One of them we all know about, we know a little too much about. Are you alright, Teresa? Yes, I'm quite fine. Well, her um, daughter's name is... Pauline Wicky, Wicking, and, um, we all call her Prissy Polly. But, now, yeah, now. keep that on now, the down low, you know. That's not very proper. We must remain on our best behavior. What do you but, think about, um, Pauline Wicking, uh, Teresa? Well, what were you saying, Nan? 
Perhaps we'll <laughs> leave the discussion on Polly Wiccan until her turn on this podcast. Okay, uh, true. But Suzanne also has a son who is still in Germany. He's in the German Navy. But we don't really hear much about him except for an occasional phone call that Suzanne raves about. And his name is Charles. Of course, from... Uh, we call him Chubby Charlie. Uh, pictures, you know. <laughs> but so, anyway, her children, Chubby Charlie and Prissy Polly. Um, <laughs> let's just leave it at that. Oh, dear. Um, Suzanne has some, some favorite hobbies, including cooking and showing and more cooking and mostly gossiping. She, she likes singing. One. She teaches singing. And, Teresa, you're one of her students, right? Yes. And uh, is she a good teacher? Yes, she well, is. No, she's not. Oh, yeah, that's she right. Is. You're taking lessons from her now, too. What do you think about her teaching style, she's Nancy? Um, she's very bossy and very rude and very <laughs> stuck up and incredibly... Uh... <laughs> she could be listening right now. Well, she knows what I think. Well, if you're out there, Suzanne, I really like your, selling, uh, your singing lessons. <laughs> well, if you're out there, Suzanne, I'd just like you to know that... You should, could be a lot nicer, and you could totally, totally change your teaching method, and then I would like your lesson. Uh, okay, moving on. Gossiping. Gossiping. Yeah. She actually writes the gossip column from, for the newspaper. Some of this gossip doesn't really have any root in reality, except the stuff that she made up in her own mind. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, guys, what are some things that we like about Suzanne Wicken? Come on, you probably think it's jumped in. I'll let you two figure this out. She is a very good cook, <laughs> and she holds a very nice mash ball every year. Oh, that's true. That mash ball, I gotta say, that's fun. That yes. is a very original idea. Yes. And and everybody has fun at that ball because she finally, because she wants people to come, she acts nice to them for the month before or something. Yes. Well, I see Suzanne a lot because she comes to the food stand when I'm working there. And Oh, yeah, you would like her. She buys a lot of food. No, that's not why. I have some nice conversations with her every once in a while. All you have to do is be open to her ideas and not always contradict her. I know some people really get on her bad side right away, like Dolores Montoya, because right away they'll like get up there offensive and and try to like argue what she's saying. But if you if you're nice to her and say like, "Hi Suzanne, how's it going?" You know, you look nice today. Compliment her or something. Then she's yeah, usually pretty nice to you. No, really, there's a good side of Suzanne. Wouldn't that like she's, her seem kind of vain if the only reason she'd be nice to you is if you compliment how she looks? Maybe, but I'm just saying that Suzanne can be like, it's cool to talk to her every once in a while when she's not worked up about something. And let's just decide this. That gossip column really can be a laugh sometimes. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so what do we dislike about Suzanne Wicken? Well, you know... One of her other favorite hobbies is calling all of the shops to complain. She is probably the biggest complainer in town, and she, she thinks of that as part of her job, to make sure that if the laundry isn't being done, she's called the Montoya's and complained, and if she doesn't have time, she, call, she tells her best friend Crystal, Oh, well, you really need to call the general store and complain, because every the shop is so messy, and things like that. And... And we're just like, I know it's messy, you don't have to tell me, but she does anyway because she feels it's her responsibility. Now, why would that be her responsibility? I don't know. See, that's why the food stand doesn't have a telephone. Hey. Ever wonder? Oh. Ha. Good plan. 
Well, she can just walk across the street and complain That's to us. Whoa. That is definitely Anyway. Um, Suzanne can get a little worked up about things and actually very worked up about things sometimes and usually makes a big deal about nothing. Names. She calls people names sometimes to their faces, like at sewing circles, especially if um, yes. Mrs. Montoya says something to her that she doesn't like. Mrs. Montoya and Suzanne Wicken are, like, polar opposites, and they're yeah. very much alike in some ways, like, because they both... Um, get really worked up about things. Yeah, so yeah. So it's kind of funny at sewing When circles. they're at sewing circles together and they're the only ones talking, that's kind of when you want to cover your ears. That's what <laughs> I figured out. It actually helps to just leave the room. Yeah, that's know? what I usually do. Yeah, yeah, that works. I see a um, Suzanne and Dolores moment coming. Let's get out of here. Usually they try and avoid each other, but when they do get to talking, it's like the the room explodes. So, so what are some yes. cute little weird personality traits about her that we have noticed? Well, she always, she kind of has a quirky way of dressing, I guess. <laughs> well, because she has wings. Yeah. But yeah, that must be hard to You would to dress, dress the same if you had wings. I mean, you have a tail, but... Yeah. Tails are great. They help you bounce higher. <laughs> uh-huh. Boing, boing. Like that. Exactly. Don't go through the roof now. Why not? Um, because because bamboo oh, yeah. terrace wouldn't be very. It's happy. kind of wet outside. We're too. recording really in in the bamboo terrace restaurant right now. Alice Alex was really nice and let us set up on one of her tables. Suzanne has this rose bush that she has outside her house. That's um like one little rose bush and it's her prized rose bush, and I think that's kind of a weird quirky personality trait that she has because. She transplanted it every single time she's moved from a different <laughs> house so she could have the same rose bush. And when she entered it in the um, garden competition, she put perfume on it <laughs> to make it smell oh better. Dear. She also takes very good care of it. I saw it the other day, and it was covered in blankets when it was raining, and it had several umbrellas over it oh, with what? pillows. I have to say that, that is, is kind of cute. cute. She also takes pretty good care of her pets. She's got a little poodle called Juliet and a little dog called, well, she wanted to call it Romeo, but um, somebody started calling it Henry. I at think first. it was Crystal. I think Crystal kept thinking his name was Henry, and now it's kind of stuck that way. So there's it won't Henry answer and Juliet. To Romeo, so it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's there's Juliet and Henry. <laughs> so what do you guys think um, Suzanne's role in Pleasantville is? How does she fit into our little community? Um, yeah. she's the gossip. Yeah. Um, she supports local businesses by spending tons she's of money. She's the complainer. She supports the mass ball every year and makes it she, a beautiful yeah. success. She makes a um, community event. She's happen. a singing teacher. Yeah. She used to work for Mrs. Fox as a cook, but no, apparently she's not. <laughs> so anyway, that about wraps up our main discussion on Suzanne Wicken. Hope you guys gained a little insight into what, uh, how she actually is in person, even though that's pretty hard to describe if you haven't actually met her before. But in case you do in the future, you know what to expect now. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, well, bye, guys. See you yeah. in the next section. things are said about people in Suzanne Wicken's gossip column. We're here to decipher the gossip for you. Alright, here is one of my 
favorite sections. It's called Decipher the Gossip. So here with uh, Teresa and Kirsten, we're going to read little bits of gossip taken from Suzanne Wicken's gossip column in the Pleasantville Lady. And we're going to try and figure out where it came from and what she heard maybe that made her come up with these random things happening. So here, take it away, Teresa. Well, the first one today is, and I quote, Eleanor Wilson has grown a dark brown mustache. A dark brown mustache, huh? Was that yeah. because she was eating chocolate or something? Uh, I have, have a feeling she was having chocolate or milk. Or she had or... an accident with a brown marker. <laughs> I don't uh, think Eleanor draws on her face. Maybe she oh. um fell down in the mud. Happens to me all the yeah. time. Uh. <laughs> well, wouldn't she be covered in brown? Well, Suzanne might have just noticed it on her her upper lip and thought but she had a mustache. But then she would have come up with better gossip and said that Eleanor looked like a big brown bear. That's not quite as um, odd sounding. You I know? bet it was oh. like she just had a bunch of chocolate to eat. She and probably had mouth. some of um, Alexander Chen's desserts or whatever. She serves some chocolate yes, balls. Yes, the, the banana, whatever it is, is very good. It has chocolate balls in it, it so that's probably where that one came from. So that's not too hard to see where it might Okay, what's the next one? The next one is Mrs. Merriman crunches on pickles and says, What a wonky wonky day it is. Wow. <laughs> Was that at Sewing Circle? What? I have no idea. Pickles? My mommy doesn't even eat pickles. Has Have you ever heard your mom say wonky wonky day? She probably has. It's probably when she was really tired or something. She says things like that, but she wouldn't have let anybody hear her. Hmm. Crunches Maybe we were eating cucumbers and she said, what a wonderful day it is. And Suzanne heard wonky wonky. No, I, I, it's probably wonky wonky. She wouldn't exaggerate it that much. I don't know. Not a quote. Would she, wouldn't she not exaggerate a quote? Yeah, if it's a quote, it probably means Come she on, actually I can picture Mrs. May. What a wonky wonky day. What a wonky, wonky day it is. Yeah, I can picture it. What a wonky, wonky day it is. Yeah, I can picture your mom saying that. So maybe that but was But the crunching thing. on a pickle the thing pickles, is a little... Yeah. That makes me think Suzanne Unless didn't quite was see she what eating it. a pear, and Suzanne was mistaken and thought it was a pickle. Or she thought that pickle sounded funnier and just decided yeah. to say that yeah. instead. And if it looked somewhat like it, she could get away with it. Because we do eat pears that look kind of like a pickle, I guess. <laughs> well, the food stand if doesn't have pickles. We don't have pickles in Pleasantville, so she can't have been crutching on a pickle. Yeah, yeah, so... Unless it was an old cucumber. Maybe. Ugh. She, maybe she needs glasses. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. That must be it. Okay, what's so, next? The next one is, Dolores' best friend is a rag. Oh, uh, well, I can see how that would happen. Say so she's in the kitchen, making dinner, or washing the dishes. She can't find any cloth to take a pot out of the fire, and it's too hot, right? So, she looks around, she picks up this cloth, and uses it to take the pot out of the fire, and says, Oh, rags are so great, just call me my best friend. <laughs> yeah, that could have been it. What I think is that it was at a sewing circle, and Mrs. Wiccan saw a rag, or someone else, and they looked at it and said, a rag, and they just tossed it away, and then Mrs. Montoya said, but wait, 
Rags are so useful. Rags are by my best friend. Yeah, maybe. Seems pretty credible. Or maybe we're talking about cleaning, and Dolores said something like, "Oh yeah, my cleaning rag's my best friend," you know, because it helps yeah, me clean up my house. Yeah, people say that. I mean, it doesn't actually mean it's your best friend. Uh -huh. It just means you know, as in they're really, really helpful, and it's a way to express your appreciation for them. Yeah, sure. So, but of course, Suzanne would take it literally because that's why you can use it as gossip and get people confused. So. Well, we just unconfused yeah. everybody. Ha. Yeah, there you go. That's what we're here for. So okay. it out. Yeah. Teresa, go All ahead. All right, now the next one is Anna Larson babysits spoons. <laughs> um, you guys are going to have to take that one because I have no idea where that comes from. Babysitting. Now, that would be taking care of the baby um, oh. while its mommy was gone. Maybe. I think it would be more like if Britta said... You little spoon to Peter, and then Mrs. Wicken just caught that up, and Anna Larson was babysitting Peter. Why would Anna call Peter a spoon? No, well, Britta. Britta, Britta might have. Britta, Britta always calls Peter. Britta called Peter a spoon, and Anna was babysitting Peter. Then it would be as if she was babysitting a spoon. I would not put that past Britta to call Golly, Peter a spoon. Golly, that's convoluted. Well, Britta calls Peter names all the time. Oh. She's still not over not being the youngest anymore. So, let's get this straight for everybody. Let's just pretend that Britta called Peter a spoon. Uh, I won't ask why. And Suzanne heard <laughs> Britta call Peter a spoon. And Anna was babysitting Peter, who was a spoon. And that means that Anna was babysitting a spoon. Yeah. That seems very odd. Well, that's what gossip is. I don't think it would be funny if it made sense. I mean, you don't want to write in the gossip, um... Nancy Mary Min starts a podcast. Nobody would <laughs> laugh at that, would they? Well, Kirsten just did. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Sorry, I, I didn't help you with your point there. Moving on. Now it's time for Laura's Letter of the Week. Howdy, this is Laura Windmill, and you're listening to Laura's Letter of the Week. So, I just uh, picked up this letter from my mail today, my mail bag, and I'm going to read it to you guys. So every time you can hear some random letter that I pick out and see some stuff that's going on. This one that I grabbed was from Sonia Romanikov, and... It's kind of weird. It's, it looks like it was sent from Holland. Um, it's to Rachel Merriman. So, I guess she might have gone out of town. But anyway, this is to Rachel, and she says, My dear Rachel, uh, you will never guess who we just saw in the lobby of Le Hotel de Dutch. Lavender Fox, of course! Why, she is here for the same reason. To gather the latest fashions and bring them around the world. I am excited beyond belief to be in such a fine hotel and planning our trips to designer fashion boutiques tomorrow. I am dressed in a fashionable pink and lace dress with puffed sleeves and a train, and my hair is in two French braids and a large pink bow. I just hope it will be enough until I get my fashionable dresses made. Sincerely, Sonia. 
time to hear what's going on in the doll world outside of Pleasantville. A lot of things are happening, um, including the release of a new doll named Chrissa from America. Chrissa, Girl. cool. That's kind of like Kirsten, like yeah, Kirsten. like your nickname, Chris. Chrissa. She's the girl of the year. Hey, she has blue eyes. I have blue eyes. Christian, apparently you want to be the new American Girl doll, do you? Well, why can't I be the girl of the year? Honestly, I've been on there for long enough. <laughs> the thing is, the girl of the year is somebody who hasn't been on before. <sighs> so I could be the girl of the year. You're not an American Girl, Teresa. Oh. Keep wishing. I could be an American Girl. Um... No comment. I'll talk yeah, to you after okay. the show. Yeah. Um, well, Chris is also being released with two other very pretty dolls. One called Sonali and the other called Gwen. And they're based off the characters in Chris's movie, which we haven't seen yet. Yeah. We really must see that. Yeah, you guys should uh, email us and tell us what you thought of that movie, if you've seen it yet. Well, we're planning on watching the movie, and then we're going to do an episode where we talk about it and what we thought about it. So, if you guys send in your emails about what you thought about it, then maybe we can read some of your comments on the show, which would be cool, too. And uh, well, the thing I love about Chris is she's got this pet llama that she comes with. Which is named Starburst? Yeah. After the candy, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, so the llama is really cute. I like how its eyes are sort of, like, slanted, and he looks kind of evil, but cute at the same time. Looks like Crystal. Uh, <laughs> see, it looks kind of like the Montoya's llama, except it's really dainty and cute. Yeah, it looks very... It's not wild. I mean, it's it like looks... like a girl llama, and Cusco is a very wild and rambunctious boy <laughs> Rambunctious. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is a baby llama. It's really pretty oh. cute, though, if you didn't if it didn't look like it was up to something. Yes, it looks much cleaner than Cusco, which is the Montoya's llama, and the Montoya's llama has herbs stuck in its fur, and it's got <laughs> hay in its well, hair. Now, now, let's not judge on your appearance. Oh, no, of course I'm not. Well, here's a, a bit of news. It's a spoiler. Spoiler alert, everybody. So, if you guys have not do not want to know about the spoiler, then I would advise you to skip the next minute of discussion or so. Here we go. The new historical doll that they're playing on my king. Instead of Samantha. Yeah. Now, this is funny. Her name is going to be Rebecca. I know. Now, isn't that so funny just because <laughs> in Pleasantville we have Samantha and Rebecca. So they're getting rid of Samantha and having Rebecca. Even but they didn't have Rebecca before. Even funnier, though, is that they're kind of in the same time period. So it's like Samantha and Rebecca could be existing at the same time. Well, we don't know what time period Rebecca is going to be yet. And she's kind of been written that she could be from the 1800s or the 1900s. But I'm pretty sure she's going to be... Early 1900s and probably but, but later than Samantha. Probably like, more like towards the 20s, maybe? World War One, which is the 19 teens. Okay. We've got um, the titles for Rebecca's books, and they're kind of different than the normal American Girl title. So it's Meet Rebecca, Changes for Rebecca, Candlelight for Rebecca, Rebecca to the Rescue, Rebecca and Anna, who might be her best okay. friend, and Rebecca and the Movies, because Rebecca, I think, is going to want to be an actress. What do you think, Teresa? I'm quite excited about the idea. I'm just so sad that Samantha was retired. Well, she's yeah. kind of old, you know. No, she <laughs> isn't. Miss Samantha will never be old. 
At least you're not retiring me. I'm not retiring for a long time. Because I never was, uh, invented. I mean, you can't fire somebody who's never hired. Another news article, which I'm personally kind of happy about, no offense to them, but the, um, Bratz dolls line of dolls is being discontinued. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and basically something about the clothes is just plain ugly that they wear. Yeah. <sighs> so, anyway. I'm sure Miss Samantha would not, would not like their taste of clothing. Anyway, let's have a I little mean, celebration on, about the, that. The name in itself is enough to get it discontinued in my opinion. Kit has a new dress and reporter accessories, which I'm sure Susie's going to be awfully excited about now that she's doing more actual reporting instead of just sitting around her house doing nothing. <laughs> and she's got a school outfit. Um, Addie's got a new outfit. And I think that dress is really cute. And the accessories. Especially like the little tied up newspaper. Yeah, that's cute. Here are letters that you have sent to me in Noffy's mailbag. So these are uh, letters that I've gotten from people who have some questions about things on rdolls.net or about Pleasantville or whatever. These are just things that you guys have emailed in to rdolls and I am going to answer your question. These are, can be questions about the um, rdolls.net website. They can be questions about Pleasantville. They can be questions about us, you know, if you want to Get to know us better. Yeah, um, but if you're going to talk about me, only say nice stuff, okay? <laughs> actually, if you want to talk about Nancy, you can send your stuff to me. Okay, so, Teresa, do you want to sure read the first one? I'm sure they say nothing but nice things about you, Nan. Oh, well, that's just sweet, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Teresa, read the first one. All right. Well, Maggie writes, How did you make the doll nutcracker sweatshirt? Okay. Well, the doll nutcracker sweatshirts are made out of cotton, and they were made with a sweatshirt pattern that we got at Joann's. And once we put together the normal um, fuzzy white sweatshirt, then we used a um, printable iron-on transfer paper that you can get at office supply stores. And so we printed out a picture of the three nutcracker stars, but and... No, you weren't on there. What? Why am I not on there? Because you're only in there for one scene. Yeah, but it's a big scene. Okay, that aside, oh, that. the three main stars, which is the Nutcracker, Clara, and Herr Drosselmeyer, and so we printed out some images of that, and then cut out the transfers, and then ironed it right on to the uh, white sweatshirt, and that's how we made those. And you can find those on the website, on the shop page. And they're $8, I believe. So, And they're really nice and comfy, and I would wear one all the time if I wasn't afraid of getting it dirty in the barn. I would, too, if my mommy would let me. 
Not exactly time period accurate, if you know what I mean. Our thanks thanks for writing in, Maggie. Yeah, thanks, Maggie. Uh, Mims asks, how do you get all of those things in one room? Can you give me some ideas of what to put in my dollhouses? Well, it, uh, kind of depends on the size of your room. I mean, pretty much any room you can put a dollhouse in. Um, Closets are very good. Yeah. Just, just Corners of rooms. Yeah, it's hard to make a house when it's not in a corner. I would always yes. start with a corner. Um, because with a corner, you already have two walls done. You don't have to make four yeah. walls. And you have some really stable walls to support the other two walls you'd have to make. Right. So, some ideas of what you can put in dollhouses. Um, little things. Like, if you wanted to make your doll uh, a table. Like, okay, here. I have a lot of experience in this, seeing as I was the first doll in Pleasantville. Um... So, I've been around and I've seen all kinds of makeshift furniture before I actually got real furniture. So, you know, you can use boxes, a little medium-sized box as a table, and then you can use littler boxes as chairs. And you just cover them up with nice colored um, cloth little yeah, scraps just of fabric. I'm fabric. sure you have fabric in your house somewhere. And that makes yes. a nice tablecloth and it disguises the fact that it's just a box. And these kind of tables, you know what? We still have them all over the place. You just can't tell because they're they've got nice enough fabric on top of them. Um, and some other things, it's so easy to make a stove out of a cardboard box. Yeah, turn the box upside down, cut out little circles, and color them red and black spirals or whatever to look like burners. And just tape those on the top, and you got yourself a stove. Yeah, you can draw on the um, the oven door. And making a bed is pretty easy, too. You just have to get a surface, like another box, maybe. Yeah. And you can you can make your own pillows, sewing them. That that should be a craft on a website, don't you think? Well, a pillow is pretty easy. It's just four hems and then stuffing inside. And, and then you, there's also instructions on how to make a quilt on the website, which I'm sure you could look into. So then you make yourself some doll food, which is on yeah. the website. And then you just can cook some... yourself a meal on your handy stove with your food. Serve it at the table, and then go to bed afterwards. See? And that is definitely, definitely on the way to having your own dollhouse. Yes, definitely. Okay, so the next one, Anne writes, what contests are going on right now? And I'm assuming she means uh, contests on the website, ourdolls.net. Well, there's that photo contest for the cooking one. Yeah, co cooking photo contest is going on right now, and... We're taking entries for that. If you send them to ourdolls at hotmail.com, take a picture of your dolls um, cooking stuff, baking stuff, having some fun in the kitchen together. And remember, we're not looking for who has the most accessories or who has the nicest dolls. We're looking for the setup that looks the most real to us. Looking for the picture where the dolls in the picture look real. I yes. think that that is what makes a best doll picture is when they are just so full of characters through the picture that you could imagine it they were real. Exactly. So mm -hmm. we've got the cooking photo contest going on, and of course we always have the monthly website treasure hunt contest. Yes, please enter. Yeah, um, and I think the February contest is still going on right now, so you still have a chance to send in your answers to the thirty really hard questions. Um. Those photos you didn't want. Are there any of me in there? The right? Oh, yeah, the photo of the month. Vote on your favorite photo of the month. It's down on the bottom of the left navigation area. And there might be a picture. Actually, there's one called Noffy. 
Again, I always thought there should be what one. What is it? Because I'm just so photogenic. <laughs> Do you remember? So you can vote for Nancy if you think vote of her picture. Vote for Nancy. Nancy for president. So actually, um, just kidding. Vote for the uh, picture that you really think is the best. Me. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, everybody vote for the picture of Nancy. Um, Demimajeri and Nibs ask, where do you buy your beautiful fabric? We'd love to buy some. Well, I sell fabric in my father's general store, um, <laughs> which we get from Joanne's. Yes. Oh, that's where it comes from. I thought it came from overseas in India or something. Um, yeah, it probably does. Most of what we get comes from the craft store, Joanne's. It's a Joanne's Superstore, and it has lots and lots of great fabric selection. The remnant section. That is the best well, the place. Remnants. Well, for the fancy stuff. So it's like little bits of fabric that somebody cut off of their big project. I mean, you wouldn't find enough fabric there to make a, a human-sized outfit, but it's perfect for doll stuff sometimes. And you just scrounge around through that, and you can find some great stuff for pretty cheap prices. Much less expensive than actually buying it from the bolt. The quilting section, if you get like a yard of any of the quilting patterns, then that's always enough to make a doll dress or two. Okay, well that's about it for the mailbag section. Remember to send in your questions and we'll answer them on the show. Yeah. To ask a question to be featured on this show, please send us an email at nafficast at hotmail.com. That's nafficast. That's N-A-F-Y-C-A-S-T at hotmail.com. Yeah. So you can send us any feedback with the feedback form on the rdolls.net website as well. So please include your name and age and where you're from so we make sure that people know who you are. Um, so that about wraps it up for today and this first ever podcast, this Nafi cast. We're Yay. so excited to do this. Yeah. And we hope yeah, to bring it to you certainly. as often as possible and we hope you enjoy it. So thanks for listening and vote for the picture of Nafi on the photo contest. I am Nafi Merriman. I am Teresa Burke. And I'm Kirsten Larson. Bye-bye. has grown a dark brown mustache. Unquote. So, Eleanor Wilson... Oh. (laughs) Did I say unquote? Yeah. (laughs) End quote. Oh. (laughs) A dark brown mustache, huh? Was that because she was eating chocolate or something?